Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of Evidence Space Mommy. I'll be honest, I'm super excited about this episode because it allows me to combine like all the things I'm super nerdy about. (laughs) So we'll be talking like public health, we'll be talking analytical chemistry, but not too, not too intense. We'll be talking like infant nutrition and regulations and all these things that all kind of combine together. But basically what we're getting to is should you feed your baby rice cereal? If so, why? If why? If not, then why not? And yeah, it's going to be kind of a ride. So I will try to restrain myself from like giving way too much history. Oh yeah, there's history in there. And keep it <laughs> what we need to know. So let's begin. You know, as a parent, it's your choice what's going to be the first food your baby will encounter. And, you know, a lot of times like our mothers or aunties or whoever We'll try to insist that our children need rice cereal. They'll be like, oh, your baby's six weeks old. They need to have a have some rice cereal in their bottle to help them sleep through the night. And there's like so many things wrong with that. But, you know, that's what they were taught. It was wrong, but that's what they were taught. And so, you know, there's a lot of pressure a lot of, from like your own parents sometimes or, you know, those who raised you to do things the same way, but fortunately we kind of know better now. So let's talk about why there's no reason that you have to ever give your child rice cereal if you don't want to. And in fact, there's actually several good reasons not to. You could go straight to baby food with your child. You could do however you wanted. And just so you know, I've got a gift for you today. It is a free copy of the Simple Starting Solids Checklist. So if you're trying to figure out when to give your baby solids, what some of the best first solids to introduce to your baby, all those kinds of things, I've got that free gift for you to sign up for in the show notes below. So with that said, we're going to look at the history of baby cereal, which will also include the history of infant formula a little. I'll try not to get too deep into that. We'll look at the specific dangers of rice for babies. And of course, you know, I want to give solutions, not just scare people. So I want to tell you, like, what are some better first foods for your child? So whenever I was looking, because I did a lot of research when I was, um, researching (laughs) for this episode and it was hard to find like specific cereal of rice cereal or specific cereal it was hard to find specific history of rice cereal but I could find a lot on how baby cereal came into be so in the late 1800s like civil war era era here in the U.S. through the early 1900s there were manufacturers and pediatricians who were working to develop an infant formula to feed babies so way back when you know if for some reason a mother could not nurse their baby or did not want to nurse their baby they would often use wet nurses which maybe was done ethically you know in some places like in England they would have registries actually for women to come forward if they wanted to be wet nurses like to kind of get on that roster 
But of course, here in the States, especially, you know, there's a lot of really problematic history with that because a lot of times it was enslaved people, enslaved women who were forced to be wet nurses for their master's children, um, even to the detriment of their own children. Like it's really awful. But with that said, as that was falling out of favor for various reasons, um, people started trying to work on making an infant formula. So they used, like, they tried goat's milk, they tried cow's milk, they tried donkey milk, all these different kinds of milk. And what they found, they started using cow's milk just because, like, cows were most readily available. The problem, there's differences between different animals' milks based on what that animal needs. So cow's milk has less fat than human milk so whole milk like you would get the grocery store is like four percent fat breast milk from humans is more like five percent fat let's see cow's milk also has larger proteins in it and too much protein compared to ours and it also has less sugar than ours so breast milk taste sweeter than cow's milk and it's not just a taste preference thing of course this is like we're basically talking macronutrients here you know so protein fat and carbohydrate sugars that babies need and so just feeding babies straight cow's milk like was not working it was not a good chance for success you know for these infants to thrive So what they started doing is they would take diluted evaporated cow's milk. So we started learning how to either make evaporated milk or condensed milk. Actually, again, during the Civil War era, it was a way to have food for soldiers. But they would dilute the evaporated cow's milk because it kind of had too much protein in it. But they would dilute it with cream because that increased the fat content. And they would add some sugar to it because that would make that, you know, macro ratio closer to that of human milk. Now you'll notice we're talking about all these macronutrients, which are definitely like, that's important, obviously, but we're not talking about, you know, minerals and vitamins, like those more micronutrients. We're not talking about vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C. We're not discussing iron here, like all those other things that we also need to thrive. So by... 1915 basically all cow's milk including that evaporated milk was pasteurized and of course that kills germs that keeps milk fresh longer but it also destroys vitamins so these infants that were just fed this formula that they've produced would often develop rickets because they weren't getting enough vitamin d and this this was a really awful problem like that's an awful thing for kids to have So in 1938, three Canadian pediatricians worked together to develop an infant children that they called pablum. So pablum was this mixture of all sorts of stuff. It sounds gross, but it actually had a lot of nutrients that babies needed. So it contained finely ground wheat, oats, corn, iron, bone meal, and alfalfa leaves. So, you know, the alfalfa leaves are giving you all sorts of vitamins and minerals. The bone meal is going to give calcium. The, you know, I'm sure there's, oh yeah, they have iron just like straight up in there. 
So it's all this kind of stuff. It's basically like a powdered multivitamin for infants. And this pablum made a huge difference in the health of infants and toddlers back then. Pablum was a great thing for babies who were on formula for whatever reason. Like this is life-saving. So in fact, pablum um, was known for reducing infant mortality rates in nearly one half within just a year of starting to use it, which is amazing. Like that's fantastic. So this was back, say, like the 60s and 70s. Well, okay, so pablum was made in 1938. By the 60s or 70s here in the States, only like a quarter of children were breastfed because it was just easier. You know, you have this formula that's by now it's been powdered. It's been, you know, marketed. And it's just like, here you go, take it. And then you also had this infant cereal so the two things together were enough to keep babies thriving and so we were told you know that this was the most scientific way to feed our children that breast milk was like old-fashioned and not as technologically advanced so most people did that now since then our formulas have indeed been um optimized a lot more like a lot of those vitamins and minerals that we used to put just in infant cereal have now been able to be incorporated into formula so things have changed we'll get into that but before that let's talk some about some of the other like the myths that float around about rice cereal so for example a lot of times we get told especially by you know, say like your mother-in-law or dear old Aunt Sally or <laughs> whoever, that rice cereal can help your baby sleep longer. Like, oh yeah, just put some rice cereal in that last bottle for the night, poke a hole in the nipple to make it a little bigger and just let them suck that down and they'll sleep all night. And I understand, like I get, I have had kids who just refuse to sleep and I understand the desperation of being just so freaking tired that anything you can do to get this kid to sleep, like you're willing to try it, you know. But the thing is, that doesn't work. In fact, the CDC specifically says that adding rice cereal will not help your child sleep through the night. And then the worst part is it can lead to choking because... If your child, you know, sometimes they would recommend this as young as like six weeks or something crazy. But the thing is, if your child is that young, especially like they're not prepared to swallow something that thick. So it can really choke them. And in fact, there's a lot of parents out there who complain that adding rice cereal to a bottle or even trying to feed it to your baby with a spoon when a child is only a few months old will actually make them sleep worse. And that's because, and again, this is something the CDC will tell you, that a baby is not ready to eat and digest solids until they're around six months. Basically, once they can sit up on their own, like pretty unsupported, that's when they're ready for solids. Not when they're, you know, so tiny like this. The thing about it is, nowadays, there's actually some dangers specific to rice cereal that you probably want to avoid. A lot of times pediatricians, especially older, like old school pediatricians, may tell parents to choose an iron fortified single grain cereal for their baby's first food. 
And rice has a low allergen content, so it's not like you have to worry about, you know, say like a gluten sensitivity or something like that when you choose rice. So a lot of people will go with rice. But the problem is rice is really high in arsenic. So according to the World Health Organization, arsenic is already naturally found in soil and water. And because of this, arsenic can end up in crops grown in contaminated areas. The thing about it, too, is that back in probably the 50s or so, arsenic was used in a lot of pesticides. So it was just sprayed and a ton, like tons of it just all over the place. And it's not like arsenic breaks down. So arsenic is a metal, so it's not going to break down over time. So it's still just like sitting there in the soil. And on top of that, rice is extra, extra bad for arsenic because it was one of the ones that was used, that they used arsenic on. That was like one of the crops that they were most likely to use arsenic on. On top of that, the way that rice is grown is in a flooded paddy. So there's a lot of extra water. If you ever have seen like rice growing in a field, it's just like a flooded plain that's got a few inches of water in it and then the rice is sprouting up. And all that extra water makes it really easy for rice to uptake the extra arsenic. And it, you know, gets stored basically in the grain that we end up eating. So between there being extra arsenic, you know, there's the naturally occurring arsenic already. There's extra arsenic from pesticides. And then rice is really good at uptaking arsenic and then storing it inside, you know, the plant. These are all reasons that there's like a ton more arsenic in rice than in other grains. And so this is why you really want to avoid rice cereal for your babies. Okay. And this isn't a thing like, oh, well, I'll just buy organic rice cereal or, oh, I'll just buy like these really good brands of rice cereal. Like it doesn't matter. And the reason is, is because it's about where it's grown. It's not something you can't like do some sort of magical process afterwards to remove the arsenic. Like it's just kind of stuck in there. So you know, even like the top brands, like if I said their names, you would know exactly who they are. You know, they still have arsenic in them. And even like the, you know, crunchy person, like organic brands are still, unless they do a lot of testing and they're very, very careful about where they grow their rice and all that kind of stuff, they're still probably going to have a lot of arsenic. This is just something that they can't control in rice cereal. In fact, rice cereal contains six times more six times more arsenic than other infant cereals like those made with barley, buckwheat, or oatmeal. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that any kind of like grain cereal like this for babies is really just a filler food. Other than whatever, you know, vitamins and minerals that they kind of like artificially stuff in there, there's not a lot of nutrition to it. And now with, you know, of course, breast milk already gives your baby everything they need, which is maybe a whole nother um, episode we can do one day because breast milk is awesome. But even now, like formula, they've advanced it, you know, so much. Again, it's not as good as breast milk. There are things that you just cannot replicate, but they've been able to add, you know, all those 
nutrients and vitamins and even some of the other things, you know, like DHA and that kind of thing into formula. So the other thing about it, you know, again, we often are told to give rice cereal for the sake of giving your baby iron because breast milk is generally low in iron. Like that is true. But we have also learned more about something called delayed cord clamping. So basically when your baby's born, of course, the umbilical cord is still attached to them. And at the time, the cord will actually still be pulsing, like right when they're born. And that's like the last bit of blood that is in the cord is going into your baby. Now, even just a generation ago, and probably depending on where you are, still even now, like doctors will have a tendency just as soon as the baby's born, they'll cut that cord and be like, yay, you know, you did it. But you're better off waiting at least a minute, even longer, basically until the cord stops pulsing before you cut that cord. And they can even kind of like squeeze up it, kind of like squeezing a tube of toothpaste. (laughs) You know, you start at the bottom and you squeeze up and basically get every single bit of that last bit of cord blood into your baby because that's where the iron stores come from. So your baby, if you do that delayed cord clamping, they'll get enough iron to keep them going for that first good, you know, six months, whenever you still, whenever they're just on breast milk and they're really not getting a lot of iron from anything else. If you're really worried about it, get an iron supplement. Like they have these little droppers of iron supplements that you can totally give your baby. Like there's other things you can do besides rice cereal. That's all I'm trying to say. Now, like I said, pretty much all rice cereal is going to have arsenic. It's not a thing of buying organic. It's not a thing of choosing a particular brand. Like there's nothing they can do because the arsenic is in the soil. So you just want to stay away from it. In fact, even the American Academy of Pediatrics says that you don't need to give rice cereal in a bottle to help your child sleep better because for one thing, we've already established that doesn't work. And for another thing, it's, you know, adding a choking hazard. So the CDC and the AAP agree on this. Like, don't use rice cereal for your baby. And then another thing that's, this is not exactly like the same sort of, it's more of a convenience thing. It's gross, but it changes your baby's poop. So, you know, baby poop, like if they're, if they're drinking breast milk honestly isn't like that gross if they're just exclusively breastfeeding it's like this yellow mustard color cd stool it's not that bad but they get a lot thicker whenever you do rice cereal so partially because of the rice cereal itself partially because the iron upsets their tummies and can lead to constipation just like it did possibly for you when you were taking your prenatals before your baby was born So if you don't want to deal with like extra ghost diapers until, you know, when they're a bit older and they're eating solids, (laughs) that's another good reason to skip rice cereal. So you might be wondering like, okay, well, instead of rice, you said oatmeal's better or barley or whatever. What if I just use one of those for a baby cereal? And like, you could. So... If you're really just like gung-ho about baby cereal, like you can do that. 
But the thing about it is, is that oatmeal cereal could still cause constipation. Oatmeal cereal could still be a choking risk if you're trying to put it in a bottle, which you're not supposed to do. And the bottom line is, like, either way, your baby doesn't need solids until they're six months. So you're better off, honestly, just, like, skipping rice cereal entirely and going straight to regular baby food. You can totally do that. So, again, wait till they're six months old, sitting up independently. And, honestly, you don't even have to do, like, the jarred baby food if you don't want to. So... I did something called baby-led weaning, basically, and we can, again, do a whole other episode on this sometime if you want, but I got, say, like avocado, a nice squishy avocado, and cut it up into slices, or maybe like sliced a banana into sticks, stuff into sticks, not into little coin shapes. Um, I had cream spinach and mixed some of my breast milk into it. Let's see, like cubes or sticks of butternut squash or sweet potato, something like that. Steamed cauliflower, like really, really steamed. Basically anything that you can get so soft that you could squish it between your thumb and forefinger, that's a perfect first food for your baby. So it's something called baby led weaning where you let them choose what to eat and when they want to eat it. All these things are great. You can add garlic, you could add cumin, you could add... Like, lots of different seasoning and and spices to make it more interesting for your baby. Keep it low on salt, but they could just eat, like, kind of whatever you're eating as long as you modify it a little bit. And just skip the jar baby food because it's expensive and it's, like, just kind of a pain. And, like, you can be eating at the same time that your baby is, like, either eating or playing with their food, you know, depending on how it turns out. (laughs) And everyone's kind of happier that way. Now, the one last thing I want to get into is you might hear this whole thing and freak out and be like, oh my gosh, should I just stop feeding rice to our whole family? I mean, not necessarily. There are things you can do to make sure that you minimize how much arsenic is in your rice. So, one of the things is, you know, brown rice versus white rice. And that's kind of the eternal problem is that brown rice, you know, has the bran on it. And so it has more nutrients and more fiber, but at the same time, that's also where the arsenic is is stored. So by getting white rice, you're avoiding the arsenic. So that's one thing, if you're okay with white rice, that will reduce your arsenic exposure. The other thing is just rinsing your rice before cooking it. That actually removes a ton of the arsenic ahead of time, so that's a good idea. You can also parboil your rice for five minutes before you like really cook it. So you parboil it, you drain it, then you replace the water and then cook it the rest of the way. And that's actually in an article from um, the journal Nature. That removes a lot of the arsenic. Now again, that may or may not remove some of the like nutrients too. So, you know, it's a give and take kind of thing. But if you want to just try to find um, a variety of rice that has less arsenic in it, basmati rice tends that is grown in either California, India, or Pakistan has the least arsenic. So I hope all this wasn't just scary. I hope it was encouraging because it's really easy to just choose not to give your baby rice cereal. You know, because like I said, at this point, we 
it does not serve the same purpose that it did even say like a hundred years ago. We don't need it anymore. Okay, so we're past that pablum time where, you know, we needed a cereal to fortify what was already given in formula. And especially, you know, if you're breastfeeding, then you've got everything that your baby needs right there. So just skip the rice cereal, go straight to solids, you know, when your baby is ready. And again, if you need help with that, I've got my Simply Starting Solids Cheat Sheet that is available for you for free in the show notes. So let me know with a review or a rating if you enjoyed this episode. I would love to know what you enjoyed. I would love to hear what do you want me to talk about in the future. And thanks so much. I'll see you later. 